0: Good morning, everyone. I'm R. W. Estella with A Word in Edgewise. Today is the seventh day of this nascent year, meaning we have 358 days ahead of us in 2019. Plenty of time, we might think, to get just about anything done. This year, for example, my girlfriend is expecting me to finish our house, while I, instead, am expecting her to be happy with my completing her studio which sits on top of the ridge formed by the esker that also, a little further along, hosts the site where I'm building the house. My contingency plan is that I'll finish the studio and have my girlfriend move in so that she get comfortable there and hopefully become enamored of it, so that she'll have some place to be happy while I finish the house that I will have obtained an early occupancy permit for because I will not have completed all of the interior. That's the plan, anyway. We'll see how kind this year is to me about it. We've all had a week now here in Down East Maine to mull over our own plans for the forthcoming 51 weeks. Some of us brainstorm a while before pulling out the mapping and clustering equipment, the day planners or the Google calendars, depending upon whether our persuasion is hard copy or electronically inclined. Over the days, weeks, months, and years, however, I've found my satisfaction more in the review of what's been done than in the actual scribbling ideas for the future inside of little boxes of varying calendar import. Often I've found the journal or the diary entries lag, taking a back seat to the actual unfolding of the experience. The after-the-fact archiving tells me my hours awake, my conscious activities, are as in the moment as they're going to be. If they weren't, I would have had time to devote to textbook-like prospective itineraries, right? Something that would show how well thought out and planned everything had been. In truth, the impromptu and spontaneous perennially appear most attractive to us, with our well-laid plans, whatever they might amount to, serving only to punctuate and occasionally arise as waypoints along our experiential sojourning. Something about the television broadcast of our new Maine governor's inauguration this past Thursday night suggested form and function cannot be constrained statically for long. To say that levity refused to be denied would be an understatement. Indeed, as she worked her way through the oath of office, Janet Mills could not fully contain the laugh that would implacably become part of the archival photo published the next morning in one of our local newspapers. That same evening, a few hours later, at 10.26 p.m., China's Shang-E-4 spacecraft successfully landed in the Von Karman crater on our moon's far side, usually known to us as the dark side of the moon. Appropriately then, a first in Maine history was followed by a first in space history. Today, 20 years ago, the trial for the impeachment of President Bill Clinton began. Originally, he was accused of lying under oath and obstructing justice, and then charges of witness tampering and abuse of power were added. Simultaneously, President Clinton was being sued by Paula Jones for sexual harassment, along with being accused of having had sexual relations with Monica Lewinsky. As many of us know, President Clinton went on to finish his second presidential term and to have had a successful stint on the high-dollar lecture circuit. Today, in the birthday of St. Bernadette of Lourdes, born in 1844, the grotto at Lourdes, where St. Bernadette purportedly received her divine vision, remains a popular pilgrimage site and is often considered a good place to start for those who are planning to hike the Camino de Compostela, as Lourdes is in the west of southern France, and the Camino begins at Saint-Jean-Pied-de-Port in the Basque Country, which straddles the Pyrenees that form the border between southern France and northern Spain. Today is also the birthday of singer-songwriter Kenny Loggins, born in 1948, of journalist Katie Corrick, born in 1957, and of Nicholas Cage, born in 1964. Today, ten years ago, as Barack Obama was nearing his inauguration as the 44th President of the United States, our federal deficit reached $1 trillion, more than double the previous year's figure of $455 billion. Perhaps the most important thing to remember about the general finances of our federal government is that they are formulated as a sort of modern economics, and that modern economics are nothing more than a sort of myth incorporating a microcosm of fact within a macrocosm of theory, and that our existence as a species is only as integrated with the fortunes of our economic engines as we choose to make it. Therefore, 2019 looks like a most promising year. The evolution of human consciousness is a painfully slow thing, but in that evolution we are afforded glimpses of real humanitarian improvement. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. From Orono, Maine, Happy New Year.